what's up guys welcome to at this moment let's jump right into it as always i'm with uh, sandro from uh, alexandria and sandro we got some uh, covid related news to cover man and um the more the more i read these news and, and the more this stuff comes out the more my blood begins to boil so i'm gonna just read you the latest in the series of developments um and get your take on it so it was found out that uh austin mayor steve adler um pretty much went on a Facebook live video, urged all of Austin citizens to uh, stay home. It's not safe to gather in large, uh, in large groups because of the pandemic, because of the spread, because of the rising rates. What he didn't disclose was that he was at a timeshare in Cabo San Lucas after flying on a private jet with eight family members and guests. And that's where he was doing the freaking Facebook video from. And you really can't make this stuff up, man. The hypocrisy is just too damn rich. But what's your take on kind of what uh, our ruling class, like Mayor Steve Adler of Austin, are telling us and what is actually what they're actually doing in exposing themselves as great hypocrites? You know, I think that um, that has always existed where the, the people in charge um, kind of led with the uh, do as I say, not as I do principle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the, when I say that, one of the first things that pops into my mind is uh, all of these, um, you know, corporate elites, political elites flying to uh, Davos in private jets uh, to talk about, you know, um, environmentalism right. and the green economy, where it's like, well, clearly, uh, <laughs> if you did care about that as much as you say, um, if you just kind of use your brain, you would see that what you're doing is uh, negating all of that. Exactly. Right? Uh, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think because of now, because of social media and, and just how open the world is and, and what's available, we, we get to see that hypocrisy. Uh, but I think that hypocrisy extends all the way through uh, the American political and you know economic system. I think it's always been there. I think there are two sets of rules. There's sets of rules for the people that at the very top. Uh, and then there's rules for, for people on the bottom. I mean, how many times have you heard of a politician uh, or a celebrity uh, being caught with drugs, doing drugs, committing a crime, whatever it may be, and getting right. off? Um, yep. you know, look, look at the, 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 the college scandal with, these, uh, with all of these celebrities who paid uh, tremendous amounts of money, like half a million dollars, to get their sons and their daughters into uh, world-class universities, mm-hmm. claiming that they were athletes in sports that they were never in. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's all the same, um, you know, it's, 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 it's all the same nonsense that, that has been happening. No doubt, man, but I guess it's a little more sinister now because, you know, it's a pandemic at play and it's sinister in the sense that like, you know, when somebody's paying a school to get their children, um, into, to, in, into the, the college, it's not, it's, that's not, you know, whatever, you get caught. It doesn't affect anybody else pretty much except maybe a couple of other people. It affects the people who couldn't get Yeah, yeah, that, that's a couple of other people. Dude, they, they, yeah, yeah, for sure. But this is a, this is a worldwide uh, epidemic. Um, and when we see, you know, the Austin mayor here giving a Facebook video from uh, Cabo San Lucas um, with eight of his friends and family, telling people to stay inside and not gather in large groups. And when we see uh, Governor, uh, G- Governor Gavin Newsom from California um, telling people to not go to e- eat indoors, um, don't gather in groups, and he has a private dinner at the French Laundry, one of the best restaurants in and the what world. what was his excuse? That initially the reservation was made for outside. Exactly, <laughs> dude, exactly. And yeah. No, and, and at the, I mean, it's disgusting. I know. It's, it's totally it's, disgusting. Yeah, so so how are... 
Absolutely. Like, so what's the what's the message here? Is the virus just not that? Is the epidemic not that serious that we shouldn't be taking it serious? Because clearly our ruling class is not taking it seriously. So why must we take it seriously? Like, what what do they know that we don't know, and why do they have a s- different set of rules than we do? What's your take? I mean, I think that uh, they probably think that, let's say, I mean, I don't know, maybe they have better access to testing or maybe all the people could have gotten tested. I do think that it's serious. I think it's a very serious uh, pandemic. Um, I've had a couple of, uh, three, actually four people in my own family get sick now. I've seen uh, neighbors and friends who were hospitalized and and we did not think that they were going to make it, uh, needing respirators and whatnot and being on bed rest. So I certainly do think that it's serious, but I think that... um, the, I mean, the, the only way that I can think of, the only reason that people would do this is hubris. They think that it's, you know, I'm in control. I know what I'm doing. The rest of the masses don't know what they're doing. And it's kind of like belittling to the people below you to say that you should follow these guidelines, but not me because, you know, I've taken all these precautions, blah, blah, blah. I know what I'm doing. You don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it negates the message. I think it's very damaging. And I think it, 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 it points to a larger issue of, um, you know, like I said earlier, two systems. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you see something like that, um, and then you're like, well, of course there's a decay in institutional trust because it's exactly because of stuff like Absolutely. this, right? Um, Absolutely, 100%. And I would also say this, that um, you know, we kind of depended on these experts uh, to guide us through this pandemic, you know, complete and utter failure. Oh, 100%, man, any, 100%. And I think that is because... You know, Dr. Fauci is not an economist, let's say. he All he knows is about pandemics and all he knows about is disease and how those diseases Does spread. he even know about but, that? Uh, the, <laughs> That's the question, dude. I mean, I think he knows more than, than I do, certainly. Than sure. He knows more than sure, man. People. But what I would say is this, that uh, when these types of decisions are made, you have to have a holistic approach. I mean, somebody should have sat there and thought about, okay, how is this going to uh, impact our economy, number one, which has its own like kind of cascading effects, depression, suicide, crime, all of these different things should have been taken in, into consideration. And then you can simply say, is it better to suffer through, let the system blow through and see how many people die? Uh, versus, you know, because uh, I mean, there were countries where that, that didn't have lockdowns, uh, that didn't limit their activity as much as we did. And uh, I don't think that those places were much worse off. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they were worse off at all. Or I'm specifically yeah, talking so, about Sweden. I don't think they were worse off than, than yeah, Sweden. Yeah. US. Uh, I mean, uh, particularly from the American perspective, this has been an utter disaster. Right. I mean, what is it? Uh, half a quarter of a million people dead. Um, and, you know, economic uh, recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly a deep, deep recession. I mean, all those uh, stories about what, what do they call it? The, the V yeah. uh, recovery, V-shaped recovery. Uh, yeah, v- V-shaped recovery in the stock, <laughs> stock market, U. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is, uh, which is a problem yeah, itself, yeah. But, um, Right, right, man. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes in line with all the things that you and I have been talking about, how there is a system that exists that does not serve the like American people, the middle class, the lower middle 100%, class, even the upper middle 100%. class, right? It, it, it just isn't working from any perspective. These ideas that are being pushed out there, whether it's like defund the police or, you know, these restrictions with COVID, uh, these bailouts, none of this works. None of this suits us at all, Yep. right? Like, yeah, man. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, yes. So, when, when mean, you're, when you're giving, when you're giving money in the stimulus check to, uh, F 35 or whatever the hell the fighter jets are, you know what I mean? Because why? Because it, I don't even know. Yeah, that. dude. And it's a, it's a coronavirus relief bill and we're giving it to, you know, Lockheed Martin and, and Absolutely. whatnot. Like what, yeah. what? 
So like, of course, of course, it's not working for the people, man. But going back to think about the uh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, going back to just Dr. Fauci real quick, man. I, I do have to say this, man. Is he not? Uh, can we not critique the man? I feel like I feel like we can't say anything bad about him, even though he's been wrong on multiple times and actually very wrong, like for from the mask mandate where he said where he said, oh, masks don't do anything and to, to go into everybody should wear a mask to uh, to the schools where he was like, uh, don't send your children to school. We should not have in-person schools. And now the, the data, which has always been there, now says that children are extremely low risk and that we most definitely should have uh, children in schools. So like we need we need yeah, to be able but to I mean, criticize I would also him. say sure sir absolutely uh and he's a public official but i would also say that uh did he have the data when he was making those claims yes um, you know how long did it take for us to, to like really understand the corona system or the coronavirus and how how it interacts with children um you know that you couldn't have known that on days day one when there was you know there was no interaction the, the, right you uh, had i am to, like gather i, I am pretty sure the data for the, the children was the same uh in the beginning when they were talking about uh whether the schools were going to be open or not as it is now because when you go down that route, I would say, what's what's his uh, incentive to close down schools if they don't need to be closed down? Was his incentive uh, perhaps with the mask mandate to say masks won't help you because masks were needed, uh, you know, for because there was a shortage of masks and we needed hey, all of I, the masks I, for the hospital dude, staff? Or like, what's what's his that, incentive? That, I don't I don't why? know I don't know his incentive, but that specific mask example, I just don't buy, man. Because if I can put a bandana around my face and that's good enough, that was not. That has nothing to do with the short, shortage of masks. He could have just said, Fair he could enough. have said, hey, enough, yeah. wear a cloth c uh, covering over your face. And there you go. It, it solves the problem and you don't look like a massive hypocrite when you're, uh, you know, a couple months later when you're instituting a and telling everybody to wear masks. I mean, um, certainly people can be criticized and you should be criticized. That's his profession. Uh, but I would compare this to like perhaps with Alan Greenspan and the Fed and economics. When uh, think about the, um, the the recession that happened because of mortgage-backed securities, uh, well, all of that that economic policy that led to the creation of those financial mm -hmm. instruments uh, that was all generate that was all led uh, the deregulation was led you know started off in the Clinton administration by Alan Greenspan, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you can criticize him retroactively, but in that moment, uh, I think he thought what he was doing was best for American business. Uh, you know, expanding the economy, uh, decreasing regulation. I mean, how many times have we heard right. that? Well, they ended up being catastrophic later on, right? It, it ended up leading to fraud, to corruption, to all these things that we've talked about. Um, so can you criticize Dr. Fauci? Certainly. Uh, is there any point to it? Uh, I think there's bigger issues with the system in general. Um, no, no, I, I totally agree, man. That, that go beyond I, I totally Fauci. agree, but... Uh you know, when you say the system in general, you mean the institutions that are supposed to be, that we're Absolutely. supposed to trust, right? Yes. And even the value of our experts, you know, um, it seems that things that people are experts in these days, like kind of this generation that came out from like World War yeah. II, um, I think that's, that, that trust has eroded. And I don't, I mean, you know, you can tie this, this into so many things, but like, look at something like NATO, mm -hmm. right? Where you have these experts that keep saying these uh, alliances are valuable. These alliances protect us. These alliances do this. These alliances do that. But it's like that was made to protect us from the Soviet Union. <laughs> right. That's not a threat anymore. Right. Why are we still doing right. this? Right? Yeah. Like maybe we need to work out new alliances. Okay. But you can't do that because there's all these institutions built around mm. those ideas, built around those notions. Um, there has to be a, um, I mean, I'm maybe using the wrong uh, term, but like bloodletting mm -hmm. that's going to lead to like certain institutional change, certain revolutions. Yeah. Right? within the yeah. system yeah it's 
And I think that's what we're having. No doubt, man. And, you know, that, it's almost like we're stuck in still in the Cold War mindset in a, in a lot of ways, you know, in, in our in, yeah, in our institutions. Uh, Trade. Yep. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. 100%, dude. I mean, something that I'd like to kind of to, 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 to go off of that, and I don't, we've kind of moved on beyond COVID, but uh, when you look at when you say, when, what you just said is 100% true, that there are these like institutions that have remained from the Cold War. Well, I was kind of looking into how like trade worked and why the trade agreements that the United States has are so, uh, they favor our like allies so much more than they favor mm-hmm. us. It's because basically uh, United States allowed countries, let's say something like South Korea, uh, to trade with the, or like Germany is a very good example too, to trade with the United States at their like, in a position where they would be at, that would be advantageous to them for the simple reason of keeping them on our side in case they, we had to fight the Soviets. So you're basically like buying these right. allies with these trade right. agreements, right? But that's no longer relevant. So Yeah, it's totally irrelevant yeah, actually, like that, that are yeah. reasoning, right? You know, Russians aren't going to be invading Europe. Um, I mean, even if they do, I guess you would say that's Europe's problem. <laughs> I would say that because it is their uh, problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the, that system is not relevant anymore. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think we saw that with COVID too. I think with COVID, it would be so much better if we had less bureaucracy and a smaller, more nimble institutions that could react quickly. Yes. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree 100%, man. Yeah. So not, not only... Without these bloated budgets. Right, right, yeah. dude. And, and Yeah, exactly. And the red tape and everything else that's involved in it. Not not only do we have a uh, remnant system from the Cold War era, right, and the, those institutions from that system, but also, like, when you look at the institutions themselves, not only are they old and, uh, we'll just say, rotten, uh, certainly some of them, but, like, the World Health, Health Organization, for example, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different topic, though, um, not only are they both of those things, but also it's the people in charge of those that have totally lost the public trust, right? So somebody like so somebody like uh, Fauci, Doctor Fauci, for example. I I mean I would argue that he's lost the, the the public trust basically because he's made some pretty big errors. And when you're when you're the top uh, infectious disease expert in the country in the middle of a pandemic, I just I it, it just feels like you you can't afford to make the the kind of errors that he did. Uh, because it's a long pandemic, obviously, and uh, I think lying to the American people and to the citizens is the quickest way of eroding any trust that you're going to get from them. But look at how the whole government, uh, starting with the president, acted in that respect. Uh, we were lied to the whole time uh, just because people wanted to manage our expectations. Um, I think that that the lying aspect especially just might be the way that people at that level operate. Uh, Good point. It's tough to know from their perspective what they were trying to accomplish. But uh, people lied all the time and constantly, uh, both to, like, I guess, raise our morale um, and maybe because they had nothing better to say at the Mm. time. Uh, I certainly think that Dr. Fauci should have been less public. But, I mean, and I'm going to go down a route here that I don't think you're going to like. Go ahead. But I think that the Trump administration uh, was very detrimental during this time, that perhaps if they weren't as vocal and, uh, you know, shared correct information and acted appropriately, uh, look at the the way the Obama administration acted during Ebola. I think that was, uh, they worked to solve the problem. And when they spoke, they spoke uh, very briefly and it was kind of to the point, right? Uh, where they tried to control, remember like how many, how everybody was terrified of Ebola when it was, you know, 
coming over from Africa. Yeah. Where um, I think the way they acted was much better than uh, the Trump administration acted, and I, th- I believe Dr. Fauci was part of the Obama administration. I, 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 I think he was, but but um, I mean, comparing Ebola, the Ebola scare under Obama, and this is. I mean, they're obviously it's like apples and oranges, man. It's like two different, two yeah, different. Yeah, but I think the way that, the way that people act. Well, I don't think it's apples to oranges. I think they're you're both you're dealing with two pandemics, and I think. That yeah, but one is just. Uh, I mean, come on, man. They, they both they, the economy wasn't shut down worldwide. You know, obviously one is a lot more severe than the other one. So comparing them. Certainly, yeah, but you can. I think if they would have operated in that way, where the messaging was much more. They spoke when they knew things, you know. Sure, for just, sure. Because Dr. Fauci was on every talk show, on every po- the podcast <laughs> we get on all the time. Right. Well, when you talk that long, you're gonna say you're gonna say things that are wrong, and uh, you know you're just kind of you're talking about something that has just begun. You don't know as much about it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, there were there were many issues in the way that was like conducted. Um, I don't know if he was tweeting, but other people were constantly tweeting. Uh, they were in the government where it just wasn't yeah. helpful. Um, yeah. That it's, it certainly, certainly could have been handled better. And I mean, yeah. look, man, there's no doubt that it could have been handled better. I guess taking taking where we are at this very moment, man, and um, you know, we still have a partially shut down economy, um, and it's you know, yeah. it's coming up. And it might get exactly, worse. exactly. It might get worse. And man, one other thing was like, hey, uh, get ready for a COVID spike uh, in the winter because of the cold weather, and that everybody will be indoor more. Right, you remember that when Fauci said that, and then, well, then the, the question is, why the hell were we locked in our house during the summer, dude? <laughs> right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, uh, stuff like that, man, is like very, it's very hard to get over, especially because it, uh, it's people's lives uh, at stake here. Well, what's one positive thing? What's one positive thing for you that if you had to be like, if you had to say that uh, COVID led to one positive thing is, is there anything that you can point to i think uh, depending on how it goes this could be a very negative thing or very positive thing but skepticism in people like uh and exposing the hypocrisy. yes yeah yeah dude and exposing the hypocrisy yeah. of the room class think, yes 100 percent. yeah i think that's a very positive thing i mean look at the the governor in california um you know that that mannequin what's his name uh, uh, Newman. newsom by the way by the way before yeah. before you say something about him have you ever seen him like give a speech on uh on on like tv or something or like a video clip of him giving a speech no hey man do yourself no. a favor and go watch it dude because this is the most like fake cringy he looks very uh, motherfucker you ever you ever hear talk this, this like yeah hair, dude like, yeah man like, the dude looks very yeah fake. yeah but go ahead what were you yeah. gonna say about him well i mean i was gonna say like uh you know we've seen the how a politician like that operates um you know i'm really hoping with the exposure that exists in social media and kind of the openness of our society mm-hmm. in general that things will move uh, away from that. They will move more towards like normal, everyday uh, kind of healthy government, a government that is solving our problems, right. uh, not creating them, not creating the toxicity. I mean, yeah, I think some deep, deep, deep reforms are needed yeah. um, to root out all of these things. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I couldn't agree more, man. And dude, we, did, we, we didn't even mention, just as an, another example of hypocrisy, uh, um, Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sure you saw that, dude, without a mask or anything. And, and, and the courage to say, not to say like I was yeah, wrong, but to say that that was Yes, setup. man, yes. <laughs> like, how dare you? You're completely missing the right. point. You are oblivious to what is being right. said. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Exactly, dude. And it's like, it, like, how do these people not think they're better than us when they can do that and then go on go on and their excuses, hey, I was set up. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, hey, I, I take up, responsibility yeah, like, for what I did. Yeah.